Today's episode is proudly brought to you by us here at Capture the Magic Apparel, your one-stop shop for themed shirts inspired by Harry Potter, Universal Studios Orlando, and Disney World. You'll love some of our newest releases, which included shirts inspired by Hogwarts Express, the Weasley's Flying Car, Bowser's Favorite Obsession Peaches, and much more. It's not just our unique designs that sets Capture the Magic Apparel apart from other shirt companies, but it's our unwavering commitment to quality as each shirt is designed, printed, and shipped from us right in our own shop. Our attention to detail ensures that your money is well spent and you will be getting a shirt that will last for years to come. Not only is our shirt quality first class, they are as comfortable as a warm hug from Hagrid himself. Even with all that, it does get even better because of you, our beloved podcast listener, are in for a special treat. If you head over to ctmshirts.com right now and use the code PODCAST, you'll receive a 15% discount on your purchase. But act fast as this offer won't last long. So again, just head to ctmshirts.com and use the promo code PODCAST to save 15% off your first order. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. My name is Jared Lee, and I'm joined, as usual, by my lovely wife, Jamie Lee. So, Jamie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How are you? I'm good. Good. It's been an interesting and busy week. I don't know what you're talking about. Well... Everything's been super normal. (laughs) It's been totally normal. Well, last week... We had a show last week, but we were in Missouri all of last week, visiting family. Missouri. Missouri, as some people, for whatever reason, say. I don't understand that. I don't know where the A comes from, but they yeah. t- some of them say, yep. including some of my family. But uh, <laughs> so we were in Missouri visiting family. And we, had, you know, It was actually, and this is the funny part, that this is all leading to a good story as to what happened here. Uh, it was actually like a pretty calm, uneventful trip, really. Like we saw family, like there was no yeah. family fights, you know? No. Everyone nope. got to hang out with my brother quite a bit. We yeah. saw our, new, our little baby niece. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the the reason for the timing was because my sister had a new baby and we kind of wanted to wait to see her. So we had originally planned on going in June and since when, you know, when she told me she was having a baby back in February, I was like, well, we're just going to shift our trip a little bit. Yeah. And so we could see her and our, you know, our kids got to see their cousins and it was, it was great. It was great to see family, you know, the drive up there, not so great. Drive back was fine. Well, I would say the drive there, not that it wasn't so great. It was just, we got delayed. It was one of those things where it took us three extra hours just due to like no wrecks, but just slow traffic. It was strange. It was yeah. just. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. And like James said, on the way back, because uh, we were there about a week on the way back, suspiciously uneventful, I will say, went very <laughs> smooth. We only stopped twice. We guys, got. We were in the car from like 6 a.m. to. It was like, well, it was 11 p.m. Would have been central time, but it ended up being like almost midnight here, like because it changes time zones. So we were in the car for that long and we stopped twice. Yeah, we only stopped twice. It was unbelievable. And the kids did really well for the most part. I mean, outside of our son got a little antsy there, but, you know, so did I. So whatever. (laughs) So we get home. We get home like right before midnight, Mm -hmm. like get to sleep on our own bed. I'm like, man, you know what? This went really well. Thinking I'm going to wake up Monday morning. 
get back, get some work done, get some things accomplished. Yep. Yep. And because um, mind you, I only got like four hours of sleep the night before. I was hanging out with my brother a little bit the last night. And I, whose fault is that? That's my own fault. I know. And I drove the whole way, so I was extremely tired. And so Jamie was like, "What time do you want me to wake you up?" And I was like, "Don't <laughs> let me sleep past like nine or something if I sleep that late." So Jamie wakes me up morning of. I have a great night's sleep, and she's like, "Good morning. <laughs> we have no internet, and the phones don't work." I'm like. Great. And this has happened. It's like the <laughs> second time this happened in the past like two months because there's construction and apparently they keep hitting the utility lines. Like the fiber yeah. thing. Yeah. So that was one way to wake up in the morning. So, you know, can't get anything done. And we can't. Right. Basically, it's like we're we're basically lighting candles at this point And <laughs> I'm about to head off to the farmstead. <laughs> and so Jamie at one point's like, you know, the plan was, you know, we were going to have to print some shirts or something. Jamie's like, well, I'm going to head to Publix and... Go get basically go get some internet. I gotta get some internet. <laughs> it's probably the some internet. South Park episode. Yes. So Jamie leaves. She's like, oh, "I'll be back." Mind you, I can't call or text her. So right. I was like, "We'll be fine," because the kids are at this point have given up on the TV. It was like we were living in the nineties. Yeah. So the kids are just playing. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So, uh, Jamie leaves, and I don't know. It's maybe like five ten minutes, and I hear and this is where they, it gets really weird. I hear this knocking sound, and I'm like, "What is that?" And I get closer and I figure out it's coming from like behind. It sounds like behind the wall from the TV. And I'm like, what in the, what is that noise? And I'm, it almost sounds like somebody's on the outside of the house knocking on it. And then the TV goes, pss, 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 and then like has smoke billowing out like Mission Impossible when they say like this will self-destruct just like that. And I was like, oh, and I see a little bit of like a little flare up thing, like a little flame. And <laughs> so I grab the TV off the thing and I just take it outside real quick. And uh, our kids are freaked out. Our, our daughter was upset. Our son was laughing. And uh, <laughs> that's typical, <laughs> typical sure. behavior. Yeah. And I was like, "It's fine." You know, in, in me, I'm still thinking like, well, "Maybe the TV's fine. Maybe it's okay." <laughs> oh, so you're so positive. I put there. it outside, and I'm like, "Well, this is this is a great way to mind you." At this point, it's maybe 10 a.m. It's, it's not 10:30. Like yeah. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so Jamie walks in the door, and I'm like, "While you were gone." You might notice the TV's outside because it's like right on the porch. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like, it caught on fire. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> and then I was like, I'll plug it in just to check. Yeah, it was dead. Um, Nothing. So, yeah. yeah. So then I we had to go get a new TV that day. And uh, by the time I went to go get internet myself, it was already back on. And I was like, great. This is awesome. So I love that. Go get internet. Basically, <laughs> what it was. Like it's I'm something make, you just like Like I'm going to make a bag. trip up to Publix and go get some internet. Because we were not the only ones doing that. Publix. Oh, my gosh. Starbucks was packed. Well, Starbucks and Publix parking lot was completely packed full of oh people gosh. that were uh, getting internet. They were getting so, internet. Yeah, it came back on. And then I was up up there. And it's like halfway to Costco at that point. And I was like, oh, I guess I might as well just go. Because they had a TV on sale. And so I was like, well, I'll go check it out. Turns out they still had it on sale. So I just went and bought a TV. And not how I envisioned my Monday going. But right. that's what happened. So the trip was pretty uneventful. The Monday we got back, pretty rather eventful. So Yeah. And then Tuesday, yesterday for us, uh, Jerry went and disassembled a trampoline and brought it home. Sure. Just in a hundred, just, just It was fine. No it was no big deal. He didn't come home drenched and it's been a, it's been a weird it's been a weird couple of days. <laughs> but we're doing good, but we had a great time and uh, hopefully we everybody did. out there is doing great. Yeah. Hopefully none of your TVs caught on fire. Yeah. It's I a mean, strange thing to happen in your home. That's that's one thing that I can say I has mean, never happened to me before. So I mean I'm glad we got we're home because what's sure. scary is like if we weren't home, maybe obviously that potentially could catch a house on fire. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've never yeah, I've I've never experienced that. And I was just like, wow, 
What are the odds? But granted, the TV lasted us. We bought that. Uh, we were it was like 2013 when we bought that TV. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a, like a decade. It old. served it. It's done well. Yeah. And the, the I will say the bright spot about that day, the trash hadn't came yet. That's right. So we just put it right on the. They and took, they took it. it. And it's like there was no no mark of it ever again. It literally the process of TV <laughs> catching on fire to getting it picked up by the trash and getting a new one was like four hours. Something like that. <laughs> it was yeah. Very quick. But yeah, so let's have that's what's going on with us. That's an update for us uh, in terms of that. But in conclusion, in conclusion, yeah. Uh, in terms of Disney, we have some things to talk about today, though, uh, mm-hmm. because Disney had their earnings call today. So we're gonna go over some uh, highlights of that, if you will, mm-hmm. and we'll have some discussion about that. And then we're also gonna talk about some must-do Halloween things at Disney World. Yes, Halloween is here. It's, I know what you're thinking. It's August. Well, it's going to be August 10th. It's 115 degrees on the heat index. It's time for Halloween. Well, to be okay, so to be fair, they started decorating July 31st. They did. But, <laughs> but it was just pumpkin, like regular pumpkins, yeah. scarecrows, and hay bales. The Mickey wreaths, the Mickey pumpkin wreaths that are on Main Street, they went up today. And that, that's the official start. It is. When you get yeah. those Mickey pumpkins on those light poles. Now, if they make it, well, if they melt off the light poles... It'll be an interesting thing because it, it's actually had a little bit of heat advisory going on. And the this is the hottest week of the year, <laughs> and the first Halloween party, which we will discuss that later, um, is on Friday. So it is the high that day is ninety nine degrees. Godspeed to you who are going because so we're not going on that day. Absolutely it's not. Too hot. So anyway, nope. but yeah, so we're going to talk about all those things. But before we do that. Just want to remind everybody, if you want even more content, if you want even more behind the scenes about other things, uh, televisions, catching on fire, me disassembling trampolines in the 100 degree heat, or, or you know, extra content like Cool Kids Kitchen, uh, <laughs> Club 32 Speakeasy, the Club 32 Show, live stream we do every week, uh, plus in, in park live streams, private Facebook group, private Discord, 20% off of CTM Apparel and 1901 Candle Company products. And much more. We have watch parties, and I think we're going to do some trivia, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want con, you know, access to that, you should check out Club 32. So you can head on over to ctmvip.com, and you can do monthly or yearly options. And uh, if you do the yearly, you get a free T-shirt. If you do the monthly, you can even do a free trial to see if it's for you. And uh, it's a great way if you want to contribute to the show or you know, just want more, you know, want to chat with us more, see what's going on with us, or just you know, be in a group full of like-minded fun people you can do that as well so anyways go to ctmvip.com and if you want to go check that out so all right well let's get to the first part of the news which will be mostly the uh earnings report here is that the walt disney company had their 2023 quarter three earnings call earlier today and here's some of what we learned um, so there was a lot of information that we got, a lot of stats, a lot of, and we're not going to talk about everything because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus on the Walt Disney World part and also Disney Plus because that's most like that's the things that we usually talk about on the show. Um, okay, so Walt Disney World specifically, even though Disney Parks experiences and products revenues were up 13% and operating income 11%, this was due basically to the international parks. It's basically because they reopened. A yes. lot of them were still shut down from COVID. Shanghai was open three days, three days in the second quarter. 
Yeah. So from then, you know, to now where it was, it was fully operational. Yes. That was the reason it was so high. It was because mostly because that, and they said a little bit of because of Hong Kong. Um, but that was, that was mostly it. Um, Walt Disney world operating income went down because of quote, higher costs and lower volumes. The increase in costs was attributable to inflation and accelerated de- depreciation related to the planned closure of the Star Cruiser. Lower volumes were due to incre- decreases in occupied room nights and attendance, end quote. Uh, Disneyland had higher attendance and guest spending, but costs were also high because of inflation. So even though Disneyland was up as far as guest spending, attendance, all that stuff, it was still like they were still just just using all that money like they, they weren't making as like as much as they would like to in disney world obviously you know people weren't as going as much and the room nights like they said were not occupied a lot of vacancies and they also talked about disney vacation club uh sales were down that i'm not surprised by well then so, also including the whole depreciation for the star cruiser 300 million yeah, well, it's it's how they're depreciating it. Yeah, uh, the total for that, I'm not really sure. They're they're doing an accelerated depreciation, I'm sure, on that. Mm-hmm. That gets all into a whole economic thing, which we won't go into. Right. But I kind of feel like they threw that in there to sort of. I mean, I'm I'm that is a cost. I'm not saying it's not a cost, but uh, I think they're throwing that in there to kind of hopefully make it not look so bad. I think you're right because I've we've been saying for a while. They're probably going to show a loss in the parks, and the parks is the biggest, you know, money maker for Disney. So if that starts showing a downtrend, that is not good for, especially the stock price. Well, they they kept saying, or Bob Iger kept saying that um, he, they weren't expecting it to be that much growth anyway because they were coming off of the 50th anniversary stuff. And I'm like, okay, sure, but we're still recovering from COVID, so I would think it would recover. Well. At a faster rate. That's just my opinion. I don't know, but he's also going to say that. True. Um, <laughs> you got to make it as good as you can, right? So the <laughs> thing about earnings calls, uh, I listened to the whole thing. I think you did as well. I did too. Yep. They're incredibly boring to listen to. They are not like <laughs> the, a lot of people think that they're going to be these like theatrics. And sometimes, like no. if you talk about the yearly one, that's the one where people will call in. Like you'll have actually shareholders that are able to ask questions. That they did too today. Well, this that is from uh, what do you call like big time investors like okay. Merrill Lynch is of JP the world. Morgan. Yes. Yeah. This, the the yearly one is when you'll get, you know, everyday Joe Schmoes calling uh, in with okay. questions. But okay. um yeah, but they were you know, they they put out a report before they have the meeting. So if mm-hmm. you actually go through and read it, you actually glean a lot more insight from this than just listening because obviously they're not going to lie on this but they're definitely going to try and make it look as great as they can. And I thought when I heard the Star Cruiser thing, I was like, that's interesting. Because that's clearly like a the Star Cruiser being closed down is a failure of the Star Cruiser. Then you're also trying to use it as an explanation as to why things were down. Now, it, I'm not saying it had nothing to do with it, but I think them throwing it in there was an interesting uh, little thing. to. to uh, that seems like some creative accounting to me, but... Yeah. But I wasn't surprised to, know, to see that um, in terms of attendance and things being down. Yes. Uh, moving on to merchandise. This is, I mean, just a real quick thing is that uh, merchandise decreased due to lower revenue from Toy Story, Star Wars, and Avengers. I think it's the licensing stuff. Yes. About. That. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. 
That is a telltale sign, by the way, of how strong a brand is. Mm-hmm. And the licensing of the, and that's the, by the way, that is the, I'm pretty sure that was in the last earnings report that those were also down. That's not a good sign. Now, Toy Story, it's an older brand. I mean, it doesn't have, it. The, when Toy Story 3 came out, what, or 4, it came out two or three years ago at this point? Uh, 2019. Okay, so it's been a bit. So Toy Story being down, you know, uh, that's not a total surprise. It's yeah. not really in the zeitgeist as much. But Star Wars and Avengers, um, more of Marvel. That's and those are brands that, it, to Disney, would be evergreen brands that would always sell. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely a sign to me, at least in my opinion, that those brands are, uh, you know, they're decreasing in their cultural value. I guess you could say. Well, I think also too, Disney has sometimes have a really hard time determining what they should sell. And a, a really good um, example of this is when Frozen came out in 2013. It came out in November 2013. We went to Disney. We had no idea what this movie was about. And it was just like exploded in popularity. Yet they didn't have any merchandise ready. And we're just like, why is nothing? Like it took them so long to get it going because they just, I don't think they anticipated it being like as popular it was as it was. So you couldn't even find like um, an Elsa doll or anything like that in the store. So I'm just like, wonder, wonder if that's like part of it. They're just well overestimating how much people want to buy of Star Wars. Frozen, I, it was a, like a supply chain issue. I don't think they anticipated being so big and they no, can't. It wasn't a supply issue. Well, I'm saying is they can't, on, then when they decide, oh, we need to sell more of this stuff, it takes time before right. they're able to get it in. Right. I, so, guess, I, just, I guess my yeah. point was they just, they have a hard time anticipating that. sometimes That's they do yeah this also merchandise is talking about licensing so this is also yeah. third parties selling yeah. you know like uh sunglasses and t-shirts and socks sure. and things so that's reporting those being lower as well so that's some it's just something they didn't say how much i don't believe i think it's in the report if i remember uh, correctly they, yeah but is. this is just a general it's uh yeah that's it, something yeah. that they don't like seeing i can tell you that much uh, oh no because those, especially Star Wars and Marvel, those are brands again that you would just assume yeah. are popular, you know, perpetually. That's what you want, anyways. But well, let's move on to Disney Plus. So they talked a lot about Disney Plus, and I'll just hit a few things on here. So, um, according to the chart that they showed of uh, Disney Plus subscribers, looks like they lost three hundred thousand subscribers domestically in third quarter. But monthly revenue increased 2% because of higher costs of subscriptions. Yeah. Um, they also mentioned Disney Plus password sharing is a problem. I guess it's they, they're going to address it, but not until like early 2024. So mm-hmm. that is a thing. <laughs> um, Disney Plus price increase is coming soon for non-ad subscriptions. Um, ad-supported subscriptions will stay the same as well as the same at Hulu. And basically he said he's trying to get people to move to ad supported. Yes. Um, obviously. So more people, more ads. Would, I was, would I'll be talk bought. about it in a second. Yeah. And then, um, but he's saying also most people sign up for that one anyway, but he's like trying to move more toward the ad supported ones. Uh, it's like a new ad free bundle subscription plan for Disney plus and Hulu will be available in the U S on September 6th. Um, they also uh, announced, I believe it's a, uh, it's coming to uh, Canada, like a Disney Plus like bundle is coming to Canada as well. Um, 
So they mentioned that too. And, and I don't know how, how many times they're going to say this, but growth is not linear. They said that a lot. <laughs> they did say that a they lot. They talked about non-linear. It's not linear. Right. So. <laughs> um, well, in on the, so and also Disney Plus, they were anticipating investors were of a loss of around $700 million, which would be pretty uh, uh, steady for them per quarter on Disney Plus. Uh, they, they they did better. They only lost $512 million, so nice. half a billion, but that's, you know, that is better than $700 million in their defense. Gosh, that's so much money. Uh, but again, I mean, that is an improvement because they lost mm-hmm. over a billion two quarters ago in one quarter. So, yeah. Um, well, it was last year. Well, it's two quarters ago. They did. They lost that oh, in, in 2022. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Disney Plus is an interesting thing because Iger is what they're going to do and all these streaming services are going to do is the little secret is they don't really make money on the ad free subscriptions where the money right. is made is on the ad subscriptions. And if you remember correctly, right. like cable, for instance, when cable first came out, it was ad free. Mm-hmm. And then they started having ads because it's really the only way right. to make it profitable. Right. So they are going to, and he talked about this a bit. They see the Netflix pricing model and they see the revenue for Netflix and they have their eye on that. So they are going to rather aggressively raise prices on Disney Plus. Probably, I think what Netflix is around $20 a month now. I have no idea because we don't have Netflix. Yeah, it's around 20 some dollars a month now. Disney's going to basically try and match that Mm -hmm. is what they're going to do. But they're probably going to leave the ad one alone because that's where they want people to go and that's what he said he said the next price increase it will not affect yeah. the ad supported one now they didn't talk about on the ad supported one I, I didn't hear him say much about the performance of the ads or anything on there so that's still an unproven thing to a he, bit right but he did say that more ads are coming they are they, yeah <laughs> it's basically what he said he's trying to, to boost the ad supported um section basically. right and I'm not surprised to hear about the, the password sharing because Netflix proved you can go after that. And Netflix mm-hmm. has been doing well since doing that. So they're probably oh. looking at that thinking, oh, if we can do that, we can boost subscribers. You know, right. Thing. Well, and he said that someone asked someone asked a question about the password sharing and like, what are the numbers on it? Like how many people are sharing? He did not share a specific number, but he said it's significant. <laughs> It was like, oh, dang. I don't know. But here's the <laughs> thing. I don't know how much they... Like, Disney's IT is just not the best. So I don't know how much they know. Well, they probably have an idea. Sure. But if you remember, Netflix early on encouraged password sharing. Because mm-hmm. they just wanted more eyeballs on it. Mm-hmm. And Disney, for a long time, the revenue they didn't care about is what the subscriber numbers. And now they're kind of caught in this battle where they need both. Yeah. And... You know, they also lost, uh, I think it was, I think I wrote it down. It was overseas. Uh, they lost something like 12, 7 million. They lost, a, they lost a lot of subscribers over in India. Yeah, it was something to do with that. It's um, the same thing with the yeah, hotspot, yeah. the cricket thing. But still, yeah. it's a significant. I mean, the Indian market doesn't make as much money in the U.S., but right. it's still a significant loss. So Disney Plus, unsurprisingly, is still a bit of a mess. Uh, the Hulu yeah. thing coming in. The one thing that's interesting is they did mention, I guess we'll just talk overall here, unless you have anything else you want to add about Disney Plus. Not about Disney Plus, okay. but I have other things okay. to talk about. The only thing is with that Disney Plus is, okay. I don't know if I see them, ra- like the thing is they talk about increasing revenue, all these things like that. I My question is how? The, the yeah. content is not there. The best thing that you have on that thing is Bluey at this point. Um, 
I love Bluey, but yeah. it's not even a Disney thing. It's right. just they just distribute it or show it in the U.S. So Iger talked about, and one of the reasons of Disney Plus's losses is the cost on shows. Uh, Secret Invasion cost $212 million. A lot of these Disney oh Plus shows gosh. are costing in the 200 millions of dollars. There's many of them doing it. Well, that, that right there is a problem. Yes. So <laughs> he did mention needing to essentially, I forget how he exactly said it, but control the spending mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. essentially the entertainment side. So right. they definitely need to do that, which I'm, it was, it's good to hear them say that because it is a problem. But with the writer strike going on, mm-hmm. I, I don't see how, like obviously you need people, you need content to get people to come onto your platform. I'm just not seeing how they're going to do that um, without any new content that people are really wanting a lot. You know, yeah. that that's just my question for it. Well, to shift over into movies, he doesn't really talk a lot about movies, but he did mention that he was, you know, kind of disappointing to see how the movies in this year especially were performing. Uh, but he did mention how, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 did, is, was doing well. And um, uh, he mentioned the way of the water and like stuff that had, was doing well. Um, and he, that he will spend more time focusing on improving the movies studio side it's like okay well how <laughs> right and he's saying we as if like he's involved in the creative process which i thought is right interesting. right um the thing it came from an investor actually asked investors never ask questions about movies because when it comes to disney historically again the parks and all that stuff make the most money mm-hmm. so the movies have always self-funded themselves they've always made money they've never been an issue for investors and it's just that thing they actually asked about the movie losses because now you have other departments funding the movies because they have lost so much money. They've lost oh, over a billion dollars. Yeah. They asked them essentially, what are you doing about this? What's, What's plan? the plan going forward? And he pointed to, he, he said, way of water, which again, that's not really a Disney thing. That's a, that's a James Cameron thing and a Fox thing that they basically have. And the deal with that is too, it's, they essentially are distributors of it. So they didn't even get the most money out of that. Mm. Um, and then Guardians, well, yes, and I, I really liked Guardians. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie, but it was a essentially that's a James Gunn movie, and that's a that's a it's still Disney though. It, it's still Disney, but you can't replicate that because James Gunn is gone. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like right. a one. It's not like you can build off of Guardians because he's done and he's over mm-hmm. at DC now doing the the DCU yeah. universe. So he's pointing to two things that they really didn't have a lot to do with, I essentially. See what you're saying. So I, I found that to be interesting. Uh, you know, not a lot of answers, but I didn't really expect a lot of answers right. in this situation. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, somebody did ask, this is like the final question, if uh, if it would ever be possible or ever be even plausible for a company like Disney to be bought mm-hmm. by a, a tech. They said tech kind of They company didn't name Apple, specifically. but yeah, they said a tech um, company. But he did not comment at all. He didn't say anything. Well, he did. He really didn't. He didn't say no. Oh, no, he didn't off, say no. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He essentially said, and I do agree with this, that the litig, like essentially to do it, you would have to clear so much red tape with like the FCC and federal. Uh, you got the Federal Trade Commission and you have the FCC. He essentially said it would be a logistical nightmare to even attempt it, which he's not wrong, but he didn't say no. That was the interesting yeah. thing I took away from it. No. He didn't immediately just offhandedly say that's imbo- like that's out of the question. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. So 
that part was interesting to me. He he didn't mm-hmm. fuel it, but by him not saying no though to me, that door is cracked. And if they yeah. now one thing, if they did actually have an offer for Disney, they would have to disclose that. So there hasn't been any official offer made. If there's speculation that that has happened, that hasn't happened because they would have to say so. But yeah, the investor questions were interesting because they were a little bit more aggressive. And I think mm-hmm. there, some of them are looking at Disney and we've been talking about the weaknesses in the company and you're mm-hmm. seeing it from the Wall Street Journal and other publications talking about it. And Iger has been had you know, pieces written about him that he, you know, he's not the, the golden goose that he was four or five years ago to these people. So they're getting a little bit more aggressive with this. Um, they d- basically with these, he disclosed whatever he had to disclose. And then he's like, I'm not talking anymore. And they got in and out of there quick. This was not a long earnings call. I don't know how many questions that how many people took, like six. They usually take a hand. I think it only took five questions and that was it. Is that it? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, that's basically all we really wanted to mention with the earnings call. I mean, they did speak a little bit more about other things, but that's what we're going to focus on. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see how Disney performs with Walt Disney world specifically in the fourth quarter, because as we know, and as we've been talking about on the show is that they were really struggling to, to get the bookings higher, to fill hotel rooms, to up the attendance from, what it was, I think, you know, trying to match or even, you know, rise above two, 2019 numbers mm-hmm. and they're kind of struggling with that. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm interested to see the difference between quarter three and quarter four and what even, you know, the fiscal quarter one for 2024 is going to look like. Um, because there's a, there's a lot of things that they've been trying to do with discounts on, you know, vacation packages or vacation, um, or a difference in rooms, the bounce back offers, you know, stuff like that. So, um, I think, I think this gives us an idea of what could be coming and it, it doesn't look great for Walt Disney world. So, well, the earnings call in general was, it wasn't, I mean, there were some people predicting it was just going to be this bloodbath and terrible. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't good, but it wasn't the worst, you know, earnings call you could hear. No, obviously some of the discounts they were running earlier in the year, didn't bump attendance like they were wanting probably now we don't know where that would have been without those so we'll see if the ongoing ones do anything for quarter four mm-hmm. so that's something like you were saying uh it, it was interesting at one point the investors they were asking about movies and he basically pointed to well we did really well in 2019 i'm like that's not a really like essentially it's like someone who's like a <laughs> like had a gambling problem has a gambling problem now and then they're like well five years ago i was good like I have a problem I now. I must have missed that one. They asked him a question. He pointed to 2019, which was the 2019 was a record-breaking year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem that it, with that answer is there's other movies that are doing well. I you think. Know, it, I, I, well, I'm just saying, like that answer is just one where to me, like obviously he's gonna he's gonna have that answer because he's the CEO and he's trying to come up with something to to make it look better. Right. But it still is like you're gonna point to like four or five years ago as like that's you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, so that's all we want yeah. to talk about with that, I think. Yeah, overall, it's just, it was an earnings call. Nothing amazing came out of it, but. But we learned a lot. We learned a uh, lot. Yeah, yeah, we learned a lot, yeah. All right, move on. <laughs> I, the only thing I will say, one of these earnings calls, somebody is going to ask about Epic Universe. They haven't done it yet. Mm. One of these, I think as Epic Universe gets closer to opening, one of these investors is going to ask about it. 
Maybe. Because I'm very curious as to what his answer would be in terms of like their answer for it. I don't know. I'm just saying one of these. I'm saying in the next year somebody's going to ask about it. But anyways. All right. That's it on the earnings call. So. Okay. Uh, all right. The uh, next bit of news we have is that the live action Little Mermaid will be available on Disney Plus on September 6th. Which I'm noticing now is the same date that the ad-free bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus is goes on sale. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, speaking of princesses, World Princess Week begins August 20th. And that's basically a celebration of all things princess. We've got m- music, movies, Legos, uh, merchandise, food, drinks, um, etc. And it's all going on at Disney World. And they kind of started already in August as well. So if you have a little princess in your life or you love princesses in general, you know, it, celebrate them August 20th. Through the 26th. Oh, this is the week of, yeah. Yes, so that's going on. There you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, this next bit of news is one that could impact people potentially. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine a lot of people won't like this. Uh, at Walt Disney World Resorts, Bell Services will no longer hold alcohol. Right. So um, there are some grocery delivery services that are able to verify your ID when they when like basically you put place the order for the alcohol and before they were able to leave your grocery order with alcohol at bill services and hold it for you um basically disney's like no we're not doing that anymore and i don't i don't know they didn't say why i'm guessing it was because maybe they had other people buy the alcohol and like people that weren't of age or not the same person that made the order pick it up or something like that like just can't verify the age i could uh, when we talk about this like i could see the loophole here in that um for instance we use kroger delivery at our house Mm -hmm. and every once while we'll get something like a cider or something and you have to verify your age on the thing and when they deliver it to you it has to be delivered to a person yeah i don't believe they check id when you do that though they might when they come to the door so the loophole could be you're not 21, mm-hmm. you place the order, they leave it with Bell Services. Well, Bell Services is not going to probably check your ID because they're just not equipped to do that. They're just giving you your stuff. And so right. my guess is the way Disney operates, they're very reactionary. They had an incident happen where underage people were buying alcohol and then they looked at it and went, oh, we could be held liable, so we're just going to stop doing this. That's right. my guess as to what happened. They're probably not obviously going to come out and say anything. But it doesn't mean but, that you can't have it delivered. It just means Bell Services can't be the ones that receive it. You have to be the one to be there whenever the grocery delivery shows up. Right. Yeah. You just, I mean, if you have alcohol in your order, you have to meet the delivery person to pick it up. Correct. So, I mean, I mean, like, it's it's fine. The only thing that is kind of unfortunate is if, like, okay, what if you fly in at 8 a.m.? on a, let's say a Monday or whatever, and your room's not ready until three, yet you make a grocery order at like 10 and it's ready and they just going to hold on to the, the order until for a couple hours or like you just have to like, you know, scratch your day and, and meet them in the lobby and get your alcohol and just, just hold it. Well, <laughs> also the conspiracy theorist in me thinks, well, you know, 
times are a little tougher in the parks right now. Bookings are down. How do we boost a little bit of alcohol sales? I make, mean, that could make be Make it a little too. more difficult to get alcohol to the room, and then people mm-hmm. are just going to be like, I'll just go get a drink at the bar. Or maybe they get one or two drinks. you got to think two drinks at Disney can be 20 bucks. I mean, heck, that could be <laughs> that could be 40 <laughs> bucks, depending on what you get. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's, it's possible. I could see a situation where they, they do a little math there. And, you know, I mean, if you think about restaurants, the biggest moneymaker for most of them is, is the alcohol sales. So, yeah. But anyway, that if that you know if you're an alcohol drinker at Disney World and you, or you buy it and you get it sent to your hotel, then this may affect you. I thought you were going to say alcoholic. <laughs> if you're an alcoholic and get I'm help, but also know. you can't have it delivered to Bell Service. If you're an alcohol drinker, if you're one that partakes in the that. spirits, I don't know. You're the one that says. Sometimes my brain fries. I'm like, I don't know. I what don't think saying. you knew how to segue out of that. I didn't. <laughs> you're right. I would have done I it. Didn't. I I would have been like, you could service your way to the bar i guess you could just go get it yourself if you really wanted it you could just get an uber and yeah take me to the nearest spirits store okay sir anyway move on (laughs) all right and the last bit of news we have is pin entertainment is going to rebrand their sports book as espn bet and i literally know nothing about this So so this is all you I'm not a huge gambler, but mm-hmm. um, Penn is a gambling company. You know, you talk about online, you know, sports betting. Obviously, that's something that has gone a lot more mainstream the past decade, considering there's two pro teams in Las Vegas now. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 years ago, they wouldn't have even thought about that. So gambling's become much more mainstream, especially, you know, with apps and online stuff. And Iger had mentioned they're wanting partners. So essentially what ESPN is doing is just, putting their brand name on it. I don't believe they're actually running anything. It's all pinned doing this. Uh, Let's see. Um, Reading says that later this fall, this will happen in 16 states where it's licensed. The rebrand will include a mobile app, website, mobile website, and mutually agreed upon retail locations. And Penn agreed to pay ESPN $1.5 billion in cash over 10 years, as well as grant ESPN $500 million of warrants to purchase approximately 31.8 million common shares of pen. Okay. And See, all that more. This stuff. is a move that is good for Disney. Now, mm-hmm. now you can make the argument. I say good for Disney from a business standpoint. From a brand standpoint for Disney, I would actually say probably goes against the family values. You would I'd say that Walt would have exposed but I mean, given it's not... You don't dur- want children gambling? Well, <laughs> I mean, you would. there's a lot of things associated with gambling. Some yeah. of it unfair, some of it fair. Um, but it's not direct... You know, ESPN is its own brand. It is tied to Disney. But, you know, from I a mean, business standpoint, though, it's a licensing deal that they make money on that they don't have to do anything extra for. So this is, again, right. what he had talked about, and I've been saying for a while, is more licensing deals is easy money for Disney. Well, can you gamble in... Disney World in the parks? Nope. Well, no. I mean, this would be... Yeah, th- th- this is mostly on apps and yeah. different places. But uh, my, this goes into my thinking that I think ESPN will be sold off. Because mm. having a betting platform... Now, I don't know. I could be wrong. But he's mentioned before, you know, talking about a few weeks ago, core core things to Disney brand and things. I felt for a while ESPN could get sold off because it's been a depreciating asset for a bit. It still makes money and it has a lot of league deals and and but I could see them partnering with a league, yeah, more than maybe just completely selling it off. But I don't know. 
But yeah, so I'm not really big on the sports stuff as much as I used to be, but that's uh, essentially just a branding deal for the uh, betting side of things for that. Okay. So. Well, thanks for your input on that, sir. You're welcome. If you're looking at planning a dream vacation or just a quick trip to Disney World or Universal Studios, look no further than Zip Travel. We have a dedicated team just for Capture the Magic listeners that will not only provide expert advice, but will also help you find the best deals on tickets, hotels, dining, special events, and more. But that's not all. By booking your vacation with Zip Travel, you'll get some free gifts, including a free t-shirt from us, $10 in shop credit, and a gift waiting for you at the front desk of your hotel. So why wait? Head on over to travelwithzip.com and fill out the short form there to get in contact. There is zero obligation. So even if you're just curious about pricing and what would work for your budget, again, just head to travelwithzip.com today. We do have a poll time. Poll time. All right. So this poll time lasted two weeks. Or I guess 10 days um, because we had a pre-recorded episode last week. So this is a long one. Uh, but I said, given the choices in this poll, which is your least favorite Disney guest faux pas? So 34% said being disrespectful to cast members. 30% said cutting in line for attractions or like one person saving the spot for many people, stuff like that, jumping a line. Mm. Um, 20, 21% said stopping in the middle of the walkway and blocking guest flow. <laughs> Always a good time. Always bad. Um, let's see. 8% said kids on shoulders during fireworks or basically obstruction during fireworks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, 6% said poor etiquette on attractions like loud talking, camera light on, etc. And then somebody added this. It's like a 1% said parents screaming at their kids. Hey, Disney is exhausting for everyone. <laughs> I like that one. Um, but yeah, being, being mean to cast members was the, was number one and cutting the line was number two. So both are bad. Yeah. Both are bad. I agree with that. Stopping in walkways. though, is a complaint I have everywhere. Like whether it's <laughs> not just a, at Disney, like whether it's at a store, like people yeah. with gro- like shopping in a car and they just stop and you're just like, because I'm always very, like, if I stop, I'm like, oh, I get to the side. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I'm always thinking about that versus, you know. And granted, sometimes our children just decide to jump in and out of a moving stroller. And, uh, you know, not much you can do about that. But other than say, I'm sorry that our children are crazy. I know. <laughs> right. Or, like, leaving after fireworks. Leaving after fireworks and the guest flow is supposed to, like, walk toward the exit. Or, you know, toward, like, the outside. Like, the the you know the what the spokes of the wheel mm-hmm. or whatever from the hub and then you've got like the one family that just they don't, they're not moving they're in the mid they're in the middle they're not moving they're not you're moving. just gonna walk around them create a little <laughs> blockade or whatever man that's frustrating well it makes it hard with the strollers when you've got the you got the the tracks you got to navigate oh and then they get gosh. stuck in there and it's yeah the whole thing but absolutely i mean i would agree with i mean i think Obviously, being disrespectful to anybody is not a good thing. But, you know, especially to, to yeah. the cast members there when I've seen some things. But oh, I think gosh, the ones yeah. that affect guest experience are people cutting line is probably the most egregious one that makes everybody mad. Uh, yeah. Because every time you, you, you see people do this. And this reminds me of the time where I had to do this because of you. You remember this for the monorail? 
Oh my gosh. And yes. I was getting coffee and Jamie was like, I, I thought you're waiting for me. Like I'm up top, just cut ahead. And the, this is the monorail line at Epcot. And it's like the, the tiered story thing full of people. Okay. Let me, I was horrified. Okay. This is not what, this is not the same thing. I understand. I understand. When I say cutting in line for attractions, I mean like you jump the line. Oh, I know. Like as a group to get closer or you jump into the fast or the lightning lane. And you don't actually have a lightning lane, like oh, I understand. Reserve, I like also that kind of it's thing. also the people that decide they're going to get in a line for like fifteen people behind them. This is what I'm talking about. And then too. those people come in and be like, oh no, they're, they're up here. Be like, always oh, like, are they really one? Per- well, like one person in line for twenty of your closest friends. Like, mm, I mean, I that's like how that. fights break out, and we've seen uh-huh. fights at uh-huh. Magic Kingdom lately. Yep, in places, but uh, yeah, but sometimes, sometimes it depends on what cast member you have. Sometimes. They'll say something and make him go to the back or whatever it is. Sometimes they don't because it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, um, that was, I mean, that was pretty much a, a, a good spread. I, I figured that would be close to that. So um, a lot of the comments were along the lines of what we've been talking about. So, um, but yeah, so thank you everybody for being, you know, participating in the poll and I will have a new poll next week. Yes, and if you want to be part of the next poll time, you can do it in two ways. You can join the Capture the Magic Facebook community where Jamie posts them in there, or you can follow us on Instagram where Jamie posts those in the stories. All right, well, let's get to our topic today, which is talking about the Halloween season festivities at Disney World. Uh, It is August 10th. I know what you're thinking. It's really hot, and it is, but Disney has deemed uh, August to be apparently when Halloween starts. Mm-hmm. It is spooky season. Is it though? <laughs> is it? It is according to Disney. Because even the stores now have Halloween costumes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's not. It's mm-hmm. barely been you July. Gotta, you got to get ready. I got to get see ready. See the thing. I think though mm-hmm. sometimes some pushbacks needed. I love Halloween and I love fall. But like at least wait till like mid-August. No, nope, you're going to lose on this. Sorry. Listen. You're going to lose on this. With that attitude, sure. <laughs> With a winning attitude, we can all win. No. But apparently, whenever it's 115 heat index, it's officially spooky season. Mm-hmm. So here are some of the ways in which you can celebrate the scariest and that. hottest season of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> it uh, might actually be hotter, by the way, <laughs> than the 4th of July. I just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah, it is. Because many times it September, is. and people don't know this about Florida a lot of times, September many times is hotter than in like July or August. Oh, yeah. Well, August and September are like the number one times for like hurricanes. And so it tends to be like the hottest and the heat, most humid. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. It's and then you're like, July. let's dress up. Right. Let's put on more clothing. <laughs> but yes, yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, being spooky and all that, the number one thing, obviously, for Halloween you can do at Disney World is Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Yes, this party is held on select nights starting August 11th through November 1st. Uh, Right now, August 11th, 15th, 18th, 22nd, 25th, September 15th, and October 31st are all sold out. September 12th and 17th are about 80% sold. So they're going to be the next ones to sell out. Um, But most dates, if not all, will sell out. Um, and this year we've got a couple of new things that we want to mention. 
So we've got exclusive party merchandise. There is a Hocus Pocus villain spectacular women's tea and a glow-in-the-dark Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party adult tea and youth tea. Um, there's new entertainment offerings like Max Goof and Powerline pop-up parties, a pirate band in Adventureland, Seven Dwarfs are coming back as a character meet and greet. Super exciting. And the Sanderson sisters will appear in the Boo to You parade as Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle. So lots of lots of new stuff happening this year. And uh, we will be at the party on August 18th. Yes, we will. Jared's excited to sweat. Sweat into the oldies. <laughs> at least it's not this weekend, I suppose. That's true. Hopefully it's a little cooler, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really enjoy fall and Halloween and all that stuff like that. And that, uh, you know, the Halloween party is fun. If you've done it before, it's um, it doesn't change a lot, but it is, it is fun to do. Like you get to. The trick or treating. Yeah. I mean, especially with kids, like it, you know, you get My a lot kids of. kids love that. There's the candy and the, in the years past, if you're there late enough, the cast members will just throw candy at you. Like Take I remember it. walking past a couple of them. And they would just be like, do you want more? And they're like just throwing it in. So if you stay long enough, they'll probably give you lots of candy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, not not that you would, I mean, the price you pay, you could go buy way more candy than what you're getting. But, it's a, you know, it's the experience. Absolutely. And there's, you know, there's also like the dance parties and the shows and, of course, the parade, the fireworks. So there's a lot going on in that, you know, 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. time period. Um, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't change a lot from year to year, but it is in its full like rendition of it. It used to be boo to you bash over COVID, like when it came back in 2021 mm-hmm. and that was like an abbreviated version, but like this has been the full on one since last year. So we were excited to go. I'm excited to wear a costume. I mean, it, the pictures will be great. We're gonna take a. <laughs> we're gonna make that one of the first things we do, so we don't show all the sweaty, the sweatiness. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to do that, because <laughs> if not, you're just gonna be like, "Oh, did you go swimming?" And we're like, well, "No, kind, yeah, we went swimming. <laughs> we all jumped in a pool of water and went trick or treat." Pretty but, much. Uh, the number two thing that we have on our list here of Halloween must do's at Disney World is the Halloween merchandise, which Jamie talked a little bit about that you can get at the party, but there's some other yep. things as well. So they have a like a, a it's a lot of merchandise available in the parks, Disney Springs, and now on Shop Disney. Um, some notable items is they have that giant glowing Mickey pumpkin that they've had. I don't know if they had it last year, but it's very very popular. They've got mouse ears, got spirit jerseys. There's like a countdown display that I saw. Lots of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Um, you know, some haunted mansion items there's just a lot going on and like the the i guess the look for this year for the general halloween merchandise is like orange pink and teal like black like that's like the vibe kind of like it looks like it's like glows in the dark kind of kind of vibe um so i like it it's it's nice and i liked it better than last year's so anyway halloween merchandise buy it buy it now I have nothing to add to merchandise. Although I, know, I will never, say, you never do. <laughs> if you want really great merchandise, you should go to ctmshirts.com because we have Halloween stuff. But yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I would say the buy it, I would say there more. Just for personal reasons. Buy ours first and That's, then Disney's. Or just ours. You can do whatever you want, though. Yeah. I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but just put it out there. Uh, <laughs> 
All right, number three, we have parks decor. So we have mi- things like Mickey Pumpkin Reefs, Scarecrows, Hay Bales, Fall Things. Yep, there are carved pumpkins all over Main Street now. Um, and they have different like designs and stuff on them. And the other parks don't really decorate for Halloween. It's just mainly Main Street and Magic Kingdom, which is okay, I guess. They do some some decorations over at Disney Springs. I'll give them that. But it's not really it's the same thing with kind of like Christmas. Like they do Christmas a lot better than they do Halloween, but oh well. Well, they're supposed to be like Halloween on, you know, old school Main Street feeling. So it'd be hard to like, I don't know how you would really do it in the other parks as much. But sometimes I think they'll have drinks and some treats, but they don't have a lot of decor. Yeah. Speaking of the next one. Speaking of, number four would be treats and drinks at Magic Kingdom and usually the resorts. I'm, I'm sure some of the other parks maybe have some stuff here and there, but for the most part... You're going to find it at Magic Kingdom and then at some of the resorts. Yeah, and there was a, a foodie guide that was released uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, I think, um, of all the treats and drinks you can get at Magic Kingdom and some of the resorts and during the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. So if you are interested in that, I will put that in the show notes so you can look at that. So, Yes. Uh, number five we have is celebrating the Haunted Mansion as that's kind of a year-round Halloween celebration. Well, most specifically this year is that, you know, the new movie came out end of July and they're also, you know, they're putting in the hat box ghost, you know, we don't know when, but it's, it's coming. So hopefully this fall. Well, the ride's (laughs) down for refurbishment right now. They said it's nothing to do with this though. I don't know if that's true. I don't feel like that would be true because they, they've said it's going to be back in in this time. If they don't have this back in by Halloween, then bad job planning. Yeah, because I, I feel re- like it's just it need yeah. Because I th- I think the hat box hat box ghost I haven't seen the movie, but I'm pretty sure it was in the movie. Uh, I think so. I so, think it was. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the ride is supposed to reopen. I think. I mean, before the first party, which is on Friday. You would assume. So I I, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see if it if it's a, if it's there again. So anyway, yep. All the Hannah Mansion merchandise as well, which I already mentioned before. Yeah. So. I was also going to say we have a Hatbox Ghost shirt you can check out at cteamchurch.com as well. And a Haunted Mansion shirt as well. Well, we've had that one for a while. There's sure. a few, but the, the Hatbox <laughs> one is the newest one. But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Number six we have is Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit that is going on. Yeah. So this is the scavenger hunt that they did. They did it last year, but because of the hurricane, it started late. And it didn't, it didn't last as long as they wanted to. So they had a lot of extra prizes left. But anyway, so you'll probably get the same prize they had last year. Anyway, it's a scavenger hunt. They have it at Epcot during uh, Food and Wine Festival. Runs September 29th through October 31st. And you're basically searching for pumpkins with like Disney characters on them throughout World Showcase. Well, there you go. It's cute. It's cute. It's something for kids to do, World Showcase. It is, and it it does give a little bit of a Halloween flair to Epcot. I feel like Epcot's missing an opportunity, though, to have trick-or-treating around the world. Um, In a way, like doing something. But some, I mean, you're talking about around the world, and like some cultures don't do Halloween. Well, I just mean in general, like something you could do. Because, again, the reason I say that is Epcot, or at least World Showcase, not the most kid-friendly of if i was a kid i would be bored out of my mind mm-hmm. so i feel like i think parents would like that it give at least entertain the kids a little bit maybe or at least do Perhaps. something in america 
In Mexico, you could do something like that. <laughs> right. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, number seven we have is the animation experience at the conservation station in Animal Kingdom, which uh, they will be drawing Disney villains in there starting October 1st, going through October 31st. Yep. And that's the class that basically has a cast member that shows you how to draw uh, it's usually a character, Disney character, and this one is Disney villains this time. So that's a really cool activity. I know you've done it. Mm-hmm. Which what have you drawn before? When I did it, it was Tuck Tuck from right. Raya Raya. However you say that. And I did uh, Piglet. I did Piglet last time. Uh, we did that, and our daughter did it too, and she really liked it. So yeah, if you going to make it over there, it's going to be Disney villains. That's actually a really cool experience if you like to draw or you have mm-hmm. like one of your kids does. I would do this all the time. I love stuff like that because you're actually, yeah. the. it's not just like a general cast member. It's an actual Disney animator that mm-hmm. teaches this. So, yeah, I you know, to what extent they've done stuff, you don't know, but they're actually going through and, you know, you do learn quite a bit. And there's some people that will literally do that class over and over again as like a way to take art class. Wow. I've seen people in there doing it and like the instructor will know them. So, I mean, in a way you could take art lessons if you wanted to. That cool. Way, but so, all right. Number eight, we have uh, Hollywood and Vine and Hollywood Studios host Minnie's seasonal dining with a Halloween feast. Yep, and they have some character friends that are dressed in costume. We did this in 2020 with um, it was modified back then, and the characters were socially distanced. But I believe ah, uh, socially distanced I'm characters. Tra- <laughs> I know Minnie was a witch. Donald was a like a mad scientist or something. Was that what he was? I don't recall. I, have to, I can't remember the other characters. Um, but and I think it was Donald. It was Donald, Minnie, Goofy, and was it Mickey or was it Daisy? I don't recall. It, it's Well, it's different now anyway because uh, that was a couple years ago. Um, but we had a really great time. And um, it's 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 definitely one of the things that you can do in Hollywood Studios that's Halloween themed. Because I don't think it, much else is there. So. The food's a little to be desired for usually here at Hollywood and Vine. It's mixed reviews for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's it's not the worst thing you probably <laughs> ever have, but it may not be the best thing you've ever yeah. had, put it that way. Um, and just FYI, and I this is something that I don't think think of people like maybe not aware of this. Maybe they are, I don't know. Breakfast at Hollywood and Vine is not is not this. It's not the seasonal dining. It's the Disney Junior characters. Yeah. Okay. They're only at breakfast. So like lunch and dinner is the seasonal dining stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. All right. Number nine we have is over at Fort Wilderness. They have a Halloween golf cart parade and a campsite and cabin decorating contest on October 30th and 31st. Yes, we've never done this, but I think it would be cool to do that eventually just to check it Fort out. Wilderness at any holiday kind of sounds fun. Like they do yeah. stuff like this for Christmas as well. Like, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Remember they had that Sleepy Hollow thing back at, I think it was 2018. Uh, they I, had some kind of something going on. I vaguely remember something about that. Oh, I don't remember, but I was like, oh, that's perfect for Sleepy Hollow. To be at Fort Wilderness. I feel like at Fort Wilderness, I too, I could see people trick-or-treating in here because it's just people setting up with their campers and stuff. I feel like you, if you yeah. stayed in here, you potentially could go trick-or-treating. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, if, people, make, if people like um, participate. It's not if something Disney's not going to advertise, but I feel like people, if you're staying there during that time, I feel like there's people that would be handing out candy because there's a lot of you know older people and families staying there. So I don't know. It'd be, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It was called Return to Sleepy Hollow. That's what it was. It was a um, it was a group viewing of the animated film, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, inside the Tri-Circle D Ranch stables. And during event nights, you'll be able to see a galloping ghost and experience an up-close and personal encounter. Oh, that's what the, what the party. So basically, there's like a dessert party, like all this stuff at Fort Wilderness. I was like, that's kind of cool. They should do that, something like that again. Okay. Return to Sleepy Hollow. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to, to check on that. Well, if you want to do that, you can get a time machine <laughs> and go back for that, I guess. I guess. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Listen, it could be a butterfly effect. We don't know what's going to happen. but I would go back to 1998 when all the parks were built, but it was still the 90s. You've seen, to- you've seen Back to the Future enough to know you're going to mess something up, though. I know. Run into my other self. Create a paradox. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Get my sports almanac. Well, there's pros and cons. Personal bets on sports. Okay, let's not get Jamie all right, sorry. back to the future rabbit hole. We're never <laughs> going to leave here. my favorite movie. Uh, all right. And the last one we have is that the resorts usually have Halloween-themed activities, crafts, and show-themed movies for under movies under the stars. So mm-hmm. that's always fun. Because all the resorts yeah. have their own activities and crafts and things. So they'll yeah, have yeah. all sorts of things, which is actually something that we've come to like a lot when we do stay on property. Um, you know, it depends on how you, you know, if you plan on being in the parks a lot, you may not care to do this, but if you're going to be in the resorts a bit, you know, it can be a fun thing to do for your kids, especially. Yeah. With our kids, they go so often that it's like become one of those things where we kind of have to do things we've never done for them uh, just because they get, they get bored with all the stuff that we have to do. So it's kind of nice to, to explore other things. They don't get, uh, just to correct you, they don't get bored with the parks. They get bored, no, they get bored with us. when we're doing <laughs> the things that we have to do sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so that, yeah, that, that's it. So, that was, that yeah. Was that's our list of all the things, uh, you know, the must do's for Halloween at Disney world. And there might be more that pop up. You know, this is the beginning of the season. So this is a good list to start with. So if you're going to be around during the Halloween season, check these things out. Especially the party. Party is like the number one thing. The decor. Yeah. it The party is one of those where if, when people ask, if it, is it worth it? It's just one of those it depends questions. Depends on how your budget and then like how big's your family you know, it's got a lot of factors to it, but it is fun. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. granted, something we didn't mention either is, uh, which I think you maybe mentioned before, but Disney Springs has stuff as well. All, so it depends yeah. on the stores and different things. But there's, yeah. it's so disjointed over there, but they I do know. have a lot of Halloween themed. Yeah, I guess we'll make this our number 11, I guess, um, is that Disney Springs, the Photopath Studio, sometimes has seasonal backdrops where you can take pictures. And so I guess, I guess we'll say that. <laughs> oh, in there. I don't yeah. know if it's, I don't, again, I don't know what it looks like. And I don't know if it's, you know, if it's consistent every year, but I do they do that for Christmas and they do it for um, a lot of holidays. So you can probably do that over there. There you go. All right. Yes, well, that'll do it for the list and that will sure. do it for the show as well. Anything else you want to add about Halloween anywhere else? Uh, I love Halloween and I'm excited. I know it's hot, but it's, it's here. It's here, Jared. Is it though? It's it still is. like two and a half months away. It is. It's, it's getting closer. 
things people t- people <laughs> right the, the people in the stores tell me it's here because all it's so much merchandise everywhere well here's the thing i gave up on the crusade about not doing uh christmas until after halloween or till thanksgiving i gave up on that because i do enjoy christmas november 1st right like i said i gave up on that it's one but on halloween i feel like whenever it's 110 degrees outside we can wait. That's just my personal opinion about the matter. Obviously, people do whatever they want, and the stores can sell whatever they like. But it just feel like when you walk in and you're like drenched. Like the other day, I went into Costco and I'm drenched, and I was like, "Oh, there's Halloween decorations." As I'm is there, sweating profusely. Is there a rule that says that Halloween it has to be cool? Again, you'll you might notice when I said this, I said personal preference here. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just simply saying. It's hard for me to kind of like, at least with Halloween leading into like Christmas decorations, it's the fall. So it's not, it's not as big of a jump fall to Christmas. I feel like hundred degree heat jumping to fall. That's a, that's a jump, you know, it's mm-hmm. a jump. I feel yeah. like September 1st is plenty of time. It gives you two months basically. <laughs> but again, um. I understand. Cause Hey, we're selling Halloween shirts now, so I get it. Like, True. you know, we have to do what we have to do. It doesn't mean that I won't have an opinion about it. Well, it's you. You'll have an opinion about it. Well, I don't know right? if anybody knows this about having a podcast. Sometimes having an opinion is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it helps you. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of boring if people if I just got on here and I had no opinions. I suppose <laughs> it's true. Jared's rant corner would be no more. Jared, what's your opinion? I don't have one. Oh, okay, Ugh, I don't even know what that's like. <laughs> oh, you have it so bad. <laughs> All right, that will do it for the show. Uh, be sure to check us out on social media. We are at Cap the Magic everywhere except for over at TikTok. We're at Capture the Magic. So we do all kinds of show clips and reels and whatever stuff. All stuff over there. Check those out there. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. So we have uh, the main one at Cap the Magic where we have vlogs and uh, probably going to be a lot more Epic Universe construction updates considering. Um, I did one as a test and it kind of blew up and I'm like, guess I'm going to do more of these. So uh, <laughs> it'll be a lot of those. And then we also have over at CTM podcast on YouTube. Those are the video versions of the podcast where you can watch us uh, and see show clips and things like that as well over there. Uh, be sure to check us out on the other shows on the network. We have CTM universal show, which we talk about universal studios and that is twice a month. And we will have one coming out on Monday. And I believe we're going to talk about, we've got some news and then we're going to talk about a little bit of a Halloween Horror Nights preview, speaking of Halloween. Mm-hmm. That is coming up over there. Very different from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, but still Halloween. Uh, Jamie also has Trip Tales, which is our trip report show. And when is the next one there coming out? Uh, what's today? Uh, like two, two, two weeks? Week and a half? Something like that. Okay. And that is on this feed. And it's a great resource if you're playing a trip because uh, you're getting firsthand in-depth knowledge from people who just went on their trips and many copious notes have been taken it's true for that show and uh but yeah so that that's it for that and of course if you want even more content and discounts and all that be sure to check out club 32 ctmvip.com is where you go for that and uh that'll do it so thank you everybody for listening and or watching and thank you jamie for joining us thank you and as jamie always likes to say we will see you in the parks bye